Welcome to If This Bar Could Talk, a podcast about bartenders and the stories they have to tell, as well as the storied history of cocktails, spirits, and bars. I'm Blair Beavers, and here's your host, Leanne Sims. Welcome, listeners, and we are here today at the beautiful Goodale Station Bar and Restaurant atop the Canopy Hotel in Columbus, Ohio. We are here talking to Colette Mahosik and Jordan Peoples. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So looking out, so we're on a rooftop. We have a beautiful view of the skyline of Columbus. How great is it to work here? It's definitely a different experience than your typical bar. I mean coming into work you usually aren't ready don't want to be there but coming up here sometimes can change your attitude around that's what I think so do you peer out into the skyline and just like get hypnotized by it or are you over it at this point um my favorite is when it storms like and you can see like the lightning like and it's that's my favorite and the sunsets up here are really beautiful also yeah tell us about you Jordan we'll start with you how did you get into the business? I first was really interested with uh, bartending. I saw this bartender once on a cruise that me and my family would go on. And I ended up seeing him on like two or three different cruises. And I was like, man, I want to do that. So I, of course, looked up like bartending school when I was in California. Went for like a month. And then was like, this isn't what I need to do. So I got a bar backing job at a casino out in California where I was living at the time. And then just kind of grinding my way as a bar back there, moved back to Ohio, and this was the first job that I found. So we've heard that from other people, that they've started at a bartending school, and they were like, eh, this is really not. So the best way to learn then is just jumping in and doing it. Yeah, definitely. Colette, how about you? How did you get started? I I started uh, serving at a... And oh, Charlie's, which is kind of like a corporate commercial steakhouse. Um, when I was in college, and then uh, I was I wasn't 21 yet, and then I graduated college, and I started bartending at that job. I worked there for like three years, and um, just started there. Just same thing, jumped right into it. It was you know a lot, a lot of frozen margaritas with the blenders. That's <laughs> the worst, <laughs> and uh, you know nothing really fancy, but. I decided I wanted to work, like I got a job at Little Palace and was my next bar bartending gig and kind of just kept going from there. So your menu here at Goodell Station, how much input do you have on the cocktail menu? Like how do you create your cocktail menu? Um, pretty much it's, it's seasonal and we we each get like equal opportunity and input to, you know, come up with drinks and you know we'll test them we'll test them out like do have like a trial this last time uh billy had like a panel come in and taste test up um you know give us feedback and notes on fixing them wait what how do we sign up to (laughs) (laughs) i don't know you gotta you gotta talk to billy i guess (laughs) for the next season so billy is the general manager here yeah he's our he's our bar manager okay like he gives us a lot of freedom to go and really create as freely as we can and he always is like the final check mm-hmm. final boss to get the drinks passed usually so then do you guys are you here like before service after service developing your cocktails or do you do it at home or what what do you usually do 
I'd say most of it's here because we have all the tools and supplies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do have the freedom. Like if yeah. we want to have anything ordered, we can pretty much get it. If you know, if it's in season or a, a produce or a liquor or something we want to play with, like we can get it ordered. And so, Colette, how many cocktails do you have on the current menu? Um, I have three on the current menu. And you, Jordan? I have two. So what inspired you? Tell me, what are your three cocktails first? Um, mine is the rhubarb and rye, which is like a strawberry rhubarb rye whiskey uh, drink, and uh, the garden variety, which is like a vegetal vodka cocktail, and then the hot mama, which is like a spicy passion fruit rum cocktail. Mm, I would say Colette's cocktails do so like amazingly. Definitely some of our top threes. Then I have the uh, Lone Wolf, which is a lemongrass Japanese Roku gin infusion. Oh, that's the one we had in the cocktail tour. Okay, right. yep. that was very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was that one, and then the other one was our uh, Equinox, which is a grilled pineapple syrup and then a toasted black peppercorn infused tequila. So, do you guys do nice. you uh, look into the flavor bible, or how do you start your process? Do you start with a spirit or do you start with an ingredient? Definitely the flavor Bible, I think, is a good uh, thing. Just flip through and you kind of see stuff and, and it's like, oh, it pairs with this. And you're like, oh, that's interesting. And I like to try to, like, push myself uh, to, like, like with the vodka cocktail I have on the menu. Like, I don't even really enjoy drinking vodka drinks, but mm-hmm. I just want to you know, try to do something different that's outside of my own personal taste, I guess. <laughs> I'll pull a lot of inspiration from, uh, like, YouTube or Instagram. I follow a few, like, cocktail accounts, and I like to start with an ingredient a lot of times, just something different or a different syrup, but there's never really a set starting point. You kind of just sometimes just get an idea. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned the grilled pineapple. So what made you decide to use that ingredient? In uh, the cocktail codex, I saw a uh, pineapple syrup, and then there was another, I think, grilled fruit syrup, and I was really wanting to do a pineapple cocktail, and I was really thinking about it with the black pepper, like kind of just like being at a cookout in the springtime, and just all those different types of flavors that you can get from the cocktail. How exciting is it for you when a new um, spirit comes to town? It's We've said on our podcast many times we're in Ohio, we're, we're a controlled state, so we don't get a lot of things that other markets get. How exciting for it is it for you to get like a new tequila or a new or some mezcal? I know we have more mezcals on the market now. Is that like super exciting? I mean, I love it when we uh, grow our mezcal collection. Billy's Billy's been really good about getting more mezcals, which, I, yeah, I, I love mezcal, which I love uh, all the things I've been seeing online as, like, uh, yeah. make, what is it, like, make mezcal. Make tequila te- mezcal. Yeah, make again. tequila mezcal again, yeah. <laughs> yeah and I was never really a tequila drinker, how you said you made a vodka cocktail. I really would rarely drink tequila, but here I am drinking some right now. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, just doing something different. And even up here being so like highly bourbon, like I was never really into bourbon before working here. So getting something new is kind of just teaching me more and more every time we have a different spirit. 
So that's also cool. So fun. So you are a cocktail or a uh, hotel bar. So you see, I assume you see a lot of different people from all around the country, the world. Mm-hmm. Pretty yeah, interesting sure. clientele. Yeah, everybody usually has their own story, and you can kind of pick out the people at the bar who are staying in the hotel rather than out for a good night. Like they're kind of more quiet, have their business in town, and mm-hmm. just really want to come in and have a cocktail and drink up here. What's your favorite thing to drink? Frenette. Frenette. <laughs> well, we Why? have a we have a cocktail on the menu right now called the Industry Sour, and it's essentially uh, equal parts. Uh, for net sh- green chartreuse, lime juice, and simple syrup, and it's it's like kind of like a sweet tart. It kind of uh-huh. it's I like for not, and I like um, I like things that are like sour and bitter and have a lot of flavor to them. Honestly, like I okay. I like alcohol. I don't like sweet alcohol. I like alcohol that like you know mezcal, like really smoky and intense. Yeah, I like things with character. Yeah. So for for net is interesting. Um, we love bringing the public into the bartending world and so at our uh, last cocktail convention at the end of the uh, at the end of the night we gave everybody shots of fernet we're like this is what bartenders do and so there were a lot of mixed reactions it's a, <laughs> yeah. uh, i think it's a, a acquired taste but it's very interesting the industry folks all appreciate it though <laughs> yeah, yeah um, a bartender's handshake i've heard it called yeah. uh, i like that yeah um yeah, I don't know. I like, yeah, Amaro's, and mm-hmm. I, I am a whiskey drinker also, but, you know, Amaro's, things that are herbal. And I'm kind of, I, I'm dipping my toes into, like, the rum world a little mm-hmm. bit. I like I like having a newfound appreciation for rum. I've taken, like, one sort of, like, tasting mm-hmm. class on it, like, years ago, so I don't know a lot of things, but, like, uh, you know, I didn't retain it, uh, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, like sugarcane spirits are really interesting. We yeah. we have the uh, caparina on the menu right now, yeah. which is made with cachaça. So that's a great summer cocktail. Yeah, it know. is. It's really good. Do you have any fun stories to share about your time here at Goodell Station? Uh-huh. Uh, we met we met Murr from Impractical yeah, Jokers. That was really cool. <laughs> like we were all the really show Impractical Jokers, that. it's like on um, True TV. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. My mom and her husband like have cable, so whenever we go to her house, like they love watching it. Have and you guys seen the show? No. I don't think so. It's like yeah. four dudes who are friends, and they like like a live comedy. Yeah. Like they like they have to do a scenario with strangers, and they're like pranking people or a joke, you know. But he was touring, and he stayed at the hotel, and he came up here. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Did you know who he was immediately? Oh, we knew he we, was in the hotel. And we were like, <laughs> we were like, oh, and we heard he's coming up here, and so we were like all waiting. And one of yeah. the cooks in the back was like, let me know when he's here, and he got a picture with him. That's so funny. You did yeah, get was, a picture with him. I, I didn't, I, but I didn't, he did. I didn't oh. know. Him. I was trying to play it cool, and then he like left when I was like yeah. not up here. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> cool like, bartender yeah. image. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. Like meeting celebrities, I don't want to be like all over them. Yeah. Like, I was like nervous. I think that's normal. So what do you say to people um, who who don't think of bartending as quote a real job? <laughs> give it a shot or actually go to a few cocktail bars and watch through and through for some like you have to really sit there for quite some time and pay attention to how much the bartenders are doing and 
even ask them questions about how they prepare for service or even the after service, the wear down and all that. Like it, it's a job for sure. Yeah, I think I think there's so much more that goes into it than just you know slinging drinks. Like you have to be good at multitasking. You have to you know be personable. You have to be able to work under pressure. And like there's so many actual like real world like attributes at being a bartender that like you know you need really for any job mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, not only that there's the whole creative side yeah. so really you guys are you're really well-rounded individuals i mean like you said you have to multitask you have to talk and still measure in your head um and then you have to be fast on your feet to get the orders out. And then you also have to spend time creating all these amazing cocktails. Mm-hmm. That, and you're creating an experience for every single person that comes to your bar. So, right. Um, and kind a, of setting the stage if they want to come back or not. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's pretty incredible. I mean, just the creative process in itself is always just so amazing to me. Just the time that you got to spend... Um, creating creating your cocktails yeah that's that's my honestly my favorite part about it is because I feel like there's always something to learn like there's always something new to learn and uh, even the history or just yeah, where spirits there's come his, from there's so much history and things people have tried and different riffs and stuff like that It's that's my favorite part about it mm-hmm. I was like a, a bar manager at a a restaurant called the Market Italian Village and um, we had a no menu Monday concept where every Monday it was like the kitchen, the head chef would like uh, make a menu on the fly pretty much for that day and I would make a cocktail menu on the fly like before I came in for uh, my shift and so it was a lot of like vermouth and sodas and I was like looking through books and like um, you know, really doing a lot of classics and, uh, but at the same time, like I started making like shrubs and trying to like experiment with like, you know, and that was like a great, uh, way for me to, you know, test out a cocktail, um, on a no menu Monday, if I was like making a certain ingredient during the week and I was like, Oh, I can make this cocktail. And, um, I, I don't do a lot of that anymore here because this is a very, very prep-intensive uh, job. Like, uh, What does that mean? Like, we do a lot of juicing. We make all the syrups here. We make fresh juice. Um, all our juices are, like, pretty much juiced every single day. And a lot of batching. Se- yeah, a lot of setup, making garnishes and, yeah, infusions. And so it's just, like, always a lot to do when we get here. But I... I just have had a background, I guess, as a bar manager at another restaurant, um, making making cocktails and doing a lot of like studying classics and looking through books. And we do have resources here to look through, like on downtime or like if we know there's like a menu seasonal menu change coming up, we'll kind of crack into it and start writing stuff down. Bounce ideas off of each other. Yeah, try stuff out. We'll be like, try this. <laughs> Are any of the cocktails on your menu pre-batched or? Are they just everyone knows and has to learn how to make each one? So a lot of them are pre-batched, but not totally. So we keep out like a lot of the juices and syrups mm-hmm. out of our cocktails. But most of the spirits and infusions are already batched together. And then we'll add whatever else complements the cocktail, like the syrups or, like I said, juices and garnishes and herbs. When you juice your fruit, like lime juice, lemon juice, how long does that keep? 
Um, like we use it for three days, max. three days, and then you're like, it's done. Yeah, but it usually does. Lime juice isn't lasting that long. It, yeah. it goes. Go it, we it, we're pretty much going through lime, all the lime juice and grapefruit juice because mm. a lot of people are drinking Palomas right now. Mm. So we've heard a lot of bartenders say that uh, basically everything is a riff off of like four or five classic cocktails. Is it ever, um, like, do you ever think about what if you create the next classic cocktail? Like, what if you create something that people were riffing off of for the next 50 years? Do you ever think about that? No, I haven't, but <laughs> I, haven't I feel like either. that would be pretty hard because you, you can sometimes relate each cocktail to one of those five, but that's also just, like, really broad five different cocktails, mm. so... It's pretty incredible to think, though, yeah. that, Sneaking you know, in back in category. the 1800s, you know, they invented these cocktails that you're still ripping off of today. I think you guys can do it. <laughs> you're going to create the next classic cocktail that sets the stage for future cocktails. Well, I think, I think, I think tried and true is kind of a, you know, if it's, if it's, I love, I love riffing, though. Like, I love the idea of riffing on a drink. It's like, um... What is it? Great artists don't copy, they steal. You just... (laughs) (laughs) I have not heard that. I like that. That's bad. And kind of what you're drinking now is a a riff. Yeah. Yeah. Changing the base. Yeah, I wonder what it'd be like with mezcal. We just got it with regular tequila. Mm, That's a good idea. Okay. Yeah, that would actually be really good. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty... This is pretty spicy batch. I Mm -hmm. I made made the Bloody Mary batch. It's like a... I like it. We start with like a stout tomato. Like, like it's kind of like a pre-made Bloody Mary thing, but then... um, we put yeah, I put we, dill in it, yeah, sriracha, horseradish, lemon. Powder. You doctor it up. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is a pretty spicy batch. It's pretty I good. like it though. <laughs> I think, yeah, Bloody Mary should be spicy for sure. So I always think that, um, you know, since you're a hotel, you're a corporate entity. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of, your hands are kind of tied based on the corporate Guidelines. So that is that not the case here? It sounds like it's not. Well, it is, but it's not as prominent as, um, like, my first job was, like, a corporate chain. That's the only, this is the only other job I've worked that's been a corporation, um, like, a big business. Uh, but I feel like our staff is so small, like, really the, the higher-ups don't really come in that often and when they do we, they don't really like talk to us and I feel like you know we're it's a pretty intimate setting with us and the servers and the managers like we're all on the floor together so it, it doesn't really feel that way honestly like we all are, somehow we all like really seem to like we do care about this job and we want to give good service and want like we love having chef and his team in the back like they easily inspire oh, yeah, in the kitchen us too like every day to, like we come in start opening and we see them back there prepping and everything so it's kind of like just working together and keeping one another up so how much do you collaborate with your chef at all if at all I'll ask them a lot of questions I'm pretty close with our sous chef Mitch as well and I'll bounce any ideas off of them and I'm really 
like I love food also, so I'm always asking them what they're making or what's that, can I try that? So Tell us your hours and your happy hour if you have one. So Good Ole Station is open at 4 o'clock on Monday through Saturday, and we have brunch on Sundays from 10 to 3 now. Our happy hour is from 4 to 6. Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday, yeah. Anything special on your happy hour? It's 40% off uh, select uh, food, uh, beer, wine, and some classic cocktails. I think there's some food items on the happy hour also that aren't on... They're not on the main menu. Yeah. yeah. There's a chef snack. It's a something different every day. Thank you so much for being our guest today. <laughs> thank you for taking time. Yeah, thank you so much. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Listeners, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Seabus Craft Cocktail Tour. Visit our website at columbuscraftcocktailtour.com for cocktail tour dates women and whiskey tastings, special events, merchandise. And if you're looking for a gift for that special person in your life, get them a gift card to our cocktail tour. Thank you to the biographer for our original music. And please remember to drink responsibly and be cocktail curious. Cheers. This has been a Last Call Productions production.